Welcome to the Lightly Salted Podcast. These are the readings and sermons of St. John's Lutheran Church of Park Rapids, Minnesota. They are offered so that the Word of God would shape and strengthen you to be what He calls you to be, salt and light. You can find us at stjohnspr.org. Now, on to the Word. The Old Testament reading for the fifth Sunday after the Epiphany is from Isaiah chapter 40. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretch out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them like a tent to dwell in, who brings princes to nothing, and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted. Scarcely sown. Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth. When he blows on them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, that I should be like him? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who created these? He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward, but not of my own will. I am still entrusted with a stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some, I do it all for the sake of the gospel, 
that I may share with them in its blessings. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. But I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Immediately Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever. Immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. And the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place. And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated for the sermon hymn. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, dear Christian friends, our text today is the Old Testament, which was read before, especially verse 31. And they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of the Lord. Last May 21st, Pastor Neubauer spoke to the graduating seniors and to all of us with the very memorable sermon title, Soar with the Turkeys. And he used the phrase, it's hard to soar with the eagles when you're surrounded by turkeys. And then he went on to say that our Lord Jesus Christ humbled himself to be the perfect servant. And faith unites us with Jesus so that we also have that kind of servant humility. The talents God gives us are not just to be used on ourselves, but to serve our neighbor. Therefore, soaring with the turkeys. Well, today, soaring with the eagles, the text is back again. So we're going to go back to the birds today. 
And there are about 300 verses in the Bible about birds. Some birds picture the, the grace and the power of God where, where wings like eagles soar to great heights. Some birds picture the weakness of people never getting too far off the ground. Do you suppose those birds ever get weary of looking at the eagles and then just fluttering around near the ground? Well, we are united in faith with the humble Lord Jesus Christ, but we are also united in faith to the exalted Lord Jesus Christ. And so our theme today is that God powers the weary so that they soar like eagles. Eagles aren't the only birds that God compares people to in the Bible. One of the longest lists of birds is the list of unclean birds. And God's people, when Isaiah wrote, had become like those unclean birds. Vultures live on things that are dead. And God's people were like that. In Isaiah chapter 30, verses 1-5, through 5, God spoke through the prophet about people who would not go to the living God for help, but would turn to spiritually dead places, spiritually dead nations, hoping that an alliance with those nations would strengthen them. But God said looking to Egypt for help was like a vulture feasting on a dead animal. Peacocks are mentioned. They're pretty much only good for show. And that's what Israel had been. Isaiah 3.16 describes the daughters of Zion representing the nation, flaunting their beauty, walking in such a way as to call attention to themselves with their jewelry tinkling. And then there were birds like chickens who spent their time on the ground pecking in the dirt for food. Birds of the low life. And Israel preferred the low life according to Isaiah's words in chapter 5 where they call evil good and call good evil. Had they been faithful to God? Had they been turned back to God? They could have soared like eagles. But apart from God, on their own, they were buzzards and peacocks and chickens. Well, people were turning away from God, turning to idols, turning to gods spelled with a little g. And so the Bible pictures them like birds in a cage. The prophets promised that the people would, would be caged like that. They would be controlled by the, the countries, the enemies that had defeated them. And sure enough, that happened about a hundred years after Isaiah wrote those words. But God still asked through those words, Do you not know? Do you not hear? And no, Israel didn't know. They didn't hear. And they wondered, why was God allowing these things to happen to His special people? And as the men were worshiping the, the stars in the sky and looking to other countries for power, they wondered if God knew what He was doing. 
And as the women called attention to their beauty, they wondered why God was too weak to help them. Well, God doesn't explain why He did what He did. He explains His power and His authority and His knowledge. And our text said He sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. Rulers of the earth are as nothing and emptiness compared to God. And then God asks His people to look up to the heavens. They can't even count the stars. But it says God calls them all by name. And so God asks, why do His people say that they are hidden from the Lord, disregarded by my God? So before God restores the people like eagles, they have to realize what kind of birds they have become. And God's will for them was still very clear. They were weary of God, but God wasn't weary of them. Instead, God powers the weary so that they soar like eagles. I wonder what kind of bird God would call us. We want to be eagles because they soar so high and there are so many eagle stories that are told to inspire us to soar higher. But not all the stories that pastors tell about eagles are actually true. One story that shows up in a lot of sermons is about crows that ride on the backs of an eagle. And for the eagle to get rid of that crow, the eagle flies higher and higher and higher until they reach an altitude where the the crow can't breathe anymore and so he falls off. And the, the application then is that when we have problems and we have troubles, we're just supposed to fly higher and higher and higher until all of those troubles fall away. Well, it'd be nice if we could do that. But the reason that eagles are able to fly at such great heights is because they don't flap their wings up there like a crow has to. Eagles soar on those thermal currents and their wings are still and they don't breathe much and they don't require a lot of air. We're not able to rise above our problems and our enemies on our own. In fact, like the people of Israel, we've actually cozied up to our problems and our enemies and made them friends. And we too have fed on the dead things of this world that God has told us to stay away from. And we have certainly been like peacocks, displaying ourselves as though that was the meaning of life itself. And we've been down with the chickens, pecking away at the low life, calling evil good, and calling good evil. Even if we could be an eagle, soaring high and majestically, for every soaring and majestic eagle that we see, we also see another one along the road eating a road-killed deer. Those words of Isaiah fit a hundred years after they were written when all of those things still happened. And those words of Isaiah still fit 2,700 years later, right now. God still sits above the circle of the earth looking at its inhabitants like grasshoppers. 
His understanding is unsearchable. We still wonder, why does God allow war and violence and political division to happen to His special people? We get weary from all of it. But God does not grow weary. God powers the weary so that they soar like eagles. So what did God say to the buzzards and the peacocks and the chickens of Israel? He didn't say, go out and try to fly. He said, wait for the Lord. In that vast knowledge and power of God, God had a plan. Sometimes God comes to help His people right away. At other times, they had to wait for the Lord. But the time of waiting ended when God came once and for all to the rescue of His people and all people in the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. If it sounded like Isaiah knew exactly what would happen to people in a hundred years, he also very accurately wrote what would happen at Christmas when Jesus would be born of a virgin. He wrote what would happen at the cross when Jesus was stricken, smitten, and afflicted. God became the weakest, the weariest of all, lifted up to the cross so that God's people would be lifted up to eternal life in heaven. God powers the weary so that they soar like eagles. And God tells us, wait for the Lord. But we don't have to wait for the Lord to come to the rescue. He's already been here. He's already done that. He sits above all rule and authority, much like before when He was above the circle of the earth, fully aware of what's going on, fully carrying out His plan for each one of us. We wait for the final deliverance but in the meantime, we do something while we wait. We soar with the turkeys. We believe that God powers us to be His servant. God powers the weary so that they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint, whether they soar or serve with Him. There's a love song about eagles. The one who loves you is the wind beneath your wings so that you can fly higher than the eagle. In God's love song, the Holy Spirit is the wind beneath your wings. That's the power to the faint. That's the power to soar high with the eagles, and to serve below with the turkeys. In Christ, both are true. In Christ, both are possible. In Christ, we soar and serve. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lightly Salted. We'd love to hear from you. 
You can contact us at stjohnspr.org or look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Our thanks to Eric Medeish at soundimage.org for Morning Dew. God's blessings.